Thank you for accessing this audio resource from Glad Tidings Church. This is Pastor Tim Rice. I hope you enjoy the message and receive some benefit from it. If you do, please let us know. Send your comments to info at gladtidings.church. Now, here's this week's message. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn to James chapter 1. We're going to continue our Bible study in James chapter 1. And we're going to read tonight. We're going to continue in James chapter 1 by reading verses 5 through 8. All right? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, for he is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. So let's look at these verses tonight for just a few moments before we come to a place of conclusion where we're going to make some application in our own lives for uh, this week from this passage. Uh, First of all, let's look at what this passage says. It's a pretty clear-cut passage, but what does, where does, the first question in your handout anyway is where does a believer look? Where does a believer go for wisdom? To the Lord. Exactly right. Paul, uh, David says, I will look to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from where? From the Lord, right? And so the appropriate place for a believer to look for wisdom is to the Lord. Now, that's important because there's a lot of different places that we could look and that, in fact, that we do look sometimes, right? And it's not that those other sources are Uh, evil or bad in themselves, but for true wisdom, the believer goes to the Lord as opposed to uh, what are some other sources of wisdom or uh, that people look to in the world? Anybody want to say friends? Okay. So a lot of people turn to friends. What's, uh, What's wrong with looking to friends for wisdom? (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> if you got good friends, they might give you good advice, and thankfully they do, right? And so we all we all we all know people who will give us good advice, um, but sometimes they might mess you up. That's exactly right. Even even well-intentioned friends can give you well-intentioned invi- advice, but it may not be what the Lord wants you to do. Amen. So they may, they may be telling you uh, what they think is good for you. They may be telling you something that worked in their life, um, but it's, it's no substitute for what the Lord says to you. So, yeah, friends can mess you up. What, what are some other sources of wisdom that people look to? A modern date that goes to the internet. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, they, they might Google it, right, and say, you know, I'm going to find out all of that I can about this particular thing. And... And what's wrong with going to the internet? The what? It comes from men. That's right. It's human wisdom. And as, uh, what does that meme say? As Abraham Lincoln once said, you can't trust everything that you read on the internet, right? (laughs) Uh, So everything that you see on the internet's not uh, um, accurate. Sometimes, you know, I have to tell uh, my mom, 
and she's not here tonight, so I can tell on her just a little bit, and she won't listen to this. Sometimes I have to tell mom, she said, Tim, did you see, I, I read this on the internet, and I have to say, mom, not everything that you see on the internet is true, and so I don't think, I don't think that's real. I don't think that's uh, accurate. So yeah, the internet. Um, and not only is not everything you see on the internet, even the stuff that's true on the internet, how many knows it's not always helpful? All right, uh, some other sources of wisdom that people go to. So the internet, friends, newspaper. What's wrong with reading a newspaper? <laughs> it will discourage you, won't it, uh, Harold? That's exactly, that's exactly right. Okay, well, these are some good examples. There's, there's other examples um, as well. TV, you know, Dr. Phil or Oprah or whatever, you know. So there are a lot of different sources of uh, wisdom or information that the world turns to and there's all kinds of problems and again I'm not saying that all of those sources are necessarily evil that they're bad in them in themselves they might have some good uh, to them but those sources of information are at the best they are what they are imperfect right whereas we as believers we have a wonderful privilege that God has said that we can come to him and find wisdom. Amen? So why would we turn to imperfect sources of information or wisdom when we have the perfect source of wisdom, God himself, and God says that we can come to him and ask for wisdom? So the proper place for us as Christians to go for wisdom is to God. God is the only reliable source of truth and, and wisdom. The Bible says that we can't even look in, into ourselves because we can't trust ourselves. Jeremiah says that the human heart is what? Desperately wicked. So, um, you know, when the world tells you just do what your heart says, I want to say no. Don't, don't do what you, the Bible says don't do what your heart says because your heart is wicked and it's deceitful just like friends will lead you astray sometimes your own heart can lead you astray you can't even trust your own heart and your own thoughts and your own uh, intentions you have to go to the Lord and what is the greatest source the most practical source of God's truth for our lives it's his word right is the Word of God. This is the most reliable source of truth that we have as believers. This is the most reliable source of wisdom that we have is right here. It's, it's God's Word. So we, as believers, we turn to God. We turn to His Word for wisdom in, in any and every situation that we find ourselves. So, uh, so James says that if we lack wisdom, we need wisdom, we go to God, and he gives us wisdom. And the next question is this, how, how does God give wisdom to those who ask? James uses two words there that qualifies, that describes how God gives wisdom to those that ask. And it's, uh, what is it, Ver there in verse number five. Um, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So let's talk about those two words 
What, what does that word uh, generously mean? When it says that if we will ask God for wisdom, he will give it generously uh, to us. Now, when we think of generous, we usually think in terms of how much, right? That generous means a person gives um, a lot. But how many knows um, the amount that is given does not always correspond to generosity, right? I mean, that's, the, that's kind of the association that we usually make. Generous means a lot. But that's not necessarily so because how many knows somebody can give a lot but it might not be motivated out of generosity. They might be trying to impress somebody or, or manipulate uh, somebody else. Whereas um, uh, the opposite is also true. Remember the widow in the New Testament when she came and she gave and the Bible says that she just threw in what? Two mites, a penny. And Jesus said what? She gave more than, than everybody else, right? So generosity is, when we say generous, it doesn't necessarily associate with the amount that we receive. So it's not about the amount. It, here, here's what it's about. It is about the attitude in which it's given, which means generous means that it is given freely, right? And, and it does sometimes mean abundantly, but it's it's an abundance that comes out of a generous heart, a willing heart, a heart that is ready to give. And aren't you glad that we serve a generous God that when we lack wisdom, when we need wisdom, we can come to him and ask and he doesn't give to us reluctantly, but he gives to us generously, willingly God gives us uh, the wisdom that we that we ask for, so he's not he's not up in heaven waiting for us to coerce him or twist his arm or beg him to give us wisdom, and he's not waiting to give it to us reluctantly. He is a generous God, who when you come to him and ask for wisdom, he gives it willingly. He has wisdom uh, to give. All right, so that's what generously means. What does it mean? That God gives wisdom without reproach. It means that, that he gives wisdom without respect to who you are, what you have, have done. You don't have to earn his grace. You don't have to deserve it. You don't have to say, well, I'm, I'm important. I deserve it. I need it. No, God gives it generously. He gives, will he gives wisdom willingly. And he gives it um, without regard to who you are or what you may have done. God is a generous God. He is a gracious God. And when we as his children lack wisdom, we can come to him because he is the only reliable source of wisdom and know that he'll give us the wisdom that we need. But James says something else here about wisdom, and that's the third question. What what may hinder? So God is, gives wisdom willingly. He gives it without reproach, but there is something that can hinder our ability to receive the wisdom that we ask for. And, and what is that? Doubt. Yeah. That, so James says, 
if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. He gives generously to all without reproach, without regarding who you are. It will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without, with, with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person, the person who doubts, must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord because he is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. So doubt is the one thing that can hinder our ability to receive wisdom from God uh, when we ask him for wisdom. So we must ask in faith. Now, the book of Hebrews addresses that and says, whoever prays and comes to God must ask must believe, must have faith, must believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So what is James talking about that we must ask in faith? He, he means that when we come to God and ask for wisdom, we must believe that he is a generous God, that he is willingly, he will give us the wisdom that we lack, the wisdom that we need, that he'll give it to us Irregardless of who we are, he's, he's no respecter of persons. And we must believe that when we ask, that he will reward us if we diligently seek him. That he has answers to the problems that we face. He has information to help us. He has wisdom uh, that will aid us in our situation. So we must ask in faith. We must not be, as James describes it here, that double-minded man. So let's move on to the next session. Uh, section. What does it mean? What, what does double-minded mean? What is it? Say it again. Insincere. That's a good way of putting it. In, insincere. Anybody else? Back and forth. That's good. I looked it up today. And one of the words that it used to describe a double-mindedness was a wavering mind, back and forth. One moment here, but it's insincere because the next moment it's over here. One moment you're thinking this way and the next moment you're... In fact, uh, James gives us the perfect illustration of what a double-minded man is. He says that man is like... Um, a wave on the sea that is tossed by the wind. What does a wave do? A wave is up and down. Up and down. Up. How many have known people like that before? Up and down. And up and down. So a double-minded person is a person whose mind wavers in, in their thoughts. Wavers. Now, it's very important that we remember who uh, James is writing this to because he is talking to a, a, a specific set of people. Remember, he's talking to a people who are undergoing what? Trials and persecution. And so he is saying, in your trials and persecutions, if you're lacking wisdom, ask of God and he will answer you. He'll give you wisdom. But don't be unstable. Remember, he, we talked about this last week. He said that we must remain what? Steadfast and unmovable because if we allow the trials that we're going through to move us in our mind and our emotions up and down and up, then we're going to lack the faith that we need to 
receive the wisdom from God that he has promised to us in the situation that we're going through. So being double-minded means that we are wavering in our thoughts, wavering in our attention, and our faith must be steadfast. And do you remember what we talked about last week? That being steadfast means that our minds need to be fixed on who? Jesus Christ. That's right. That our, our faith must remain focused on Jesus Christ. That's what James is talking about. That our minds must remain unmoved by the circumstances that we're in, the troubles that we're facing, the adversity that we're going through. We can't allow our emotions to um, help make us be up one moment, down the next moment. Our minds must be fixed on Jesus Christ and on his promises in our life. So the next question is, is how do our experiences, how can they uh, teach us the kind of wisdom that God desires uh, for us. Well, I've heard it said before that experience is the best teacher. You've ever heard that saying before? Experience is the best teacher. There's only one problem uh, with that, and that is experience is a good teacher, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it teaches you good things, right? Experience is a good teacher, but how many knows sometimes Experience can teach you bad lessons if you're not paying attention to the right lesson, right? Um, so I've, I've known people that have had bad experiences and they've learned bad lessons from those experiences, right? They've, they've done something and they've said, well, I'll never do that um, again. Um, and, and maybe it was... Maybe they took a step of faith and tried to, they were obeying God and something bad happened to them. And James says what? That's going to happen to you. As a believer, you're going to meet what? Trials. You're going to experience trials uh, in life. And if the lesson you take from the trials that you experience is, well, and I'm never going to take that step of faith again. How many knows that you've not learned the good, a good lesson from experience. So experience teaches us wisdom when, two things, when we endure the trial and when we keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. When our faith remains fixed on Jesus Christ. Because it's not only experience that is a good teacher, but it's the Holy Spirit that is a good teacher. And so we have to be willing to listen to both of those things in our life if we're going to gain wisdom out of any experience. If you're going to gain wisdom from the trials that you're going through, number one, you have to be willing to endure the trial, remain steadfast, unmoved by that trial. Don't allow it to manipulate your emotions up and down, up and down. And then number two, you have to remain focused on Jesus Christ so that you learn the right lessons. Because it's not experience um, that is the best teacher. The best teacher is the Holy Spirit. The best teacher is the Word of God. And experience can be a good teacher, and it can teach you good things 
if you're listening to the right teacher, if you're listening to the right voice, which is, which is the Holy Spirit. So when we go through trials and adversity, our experiences can teach us wisdom if we will remain steadfast, keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, and continue to ask God to give us the wisdom that we need in the situation that we are faced when we have to keep our minds in Jesus Christ. So experience is a good teacher. Doesn't always teach us good lessons. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit to teach us uh, the lessons that he desires for us to have. So here's the application point. I want you to think about this for just a couple of minutes tonight before we pray. What is it in your life? Where are you currently maybe experiencing some anxiety in your life? Maybe some trouble, some trial, some adversity that you're going through is, is doing this with your emotions. Maybe one moment you're up, next moment you're down. One moment you're feeling okay, the next moment you're worried about the situation. Is there, is there some trial or trouble or situation in your life that is causing anxiety in your life? Well, God's Word says that all we have to do is we go to the Lord and we ask for wisdom. What kind of wisdom do we need in moments like that? We need, to, we need the wisdom that says, God, what are you trying to teach me in this situation? God, what is, what is it that you want me, how do you want me to respond? God, what do you want me to do? What are you doing in my life in this situation? And as we talked about last week, most often what God is doing is he's glorifying Jesus Christ in, in your life. And so in that, in that situation, wherever you're feeling anxiety, then we need to pray and ask God to give us wisdom and to remain focused on Jesus Christ. Amen? So I want you to, if you would, to take just a couple of seconds right now, and I want you to, uh, Mike, if you come to the piano, I want you to bow your head, close your eyes, and we're going to pray. And we're going to ask God for wisdom in that situation. Father God, I pray that right now, Lord, you'd speak to every heart, to each individual. Now, God, you know where each one of us are. God, you know the trials that we may be going through, the situations that we're facing, the problems, God, that we're dealing with. And God, those things have the potential of causing our emotions to fluctuate. And when our emotions fluctuate, then God, we're in danger of being that unstable person, that double-minded man or that double-minded woman where our minds will waver from faith in you to doubt and unbelief. So God, we're praying that you'll help us tonight, God, to keep our hearts and to keep our minds centered in Jesus Christ. Father, your word says that if we lack wisdom, we can come to you and ask. And that if we ask with faith, believing that God, you are that you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you, then, God, you will give us the wisdom that we need. And so, Father God, we come seeking that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening today. If you have any questions or would like more information about following Jesus Christ, please contact us at gladtidings.church. If you live near Dunn, North Carolina, please consider visiting our church on Sunday mornings at 1030. You can also download our church app 
in the iTunes or Google Play App Store and receive updates and notifications. You may use the app to make a financial gift to help support our ministry. God bless you.